You should pull the fucking trigger. Pull the trigger. Ain't nobody gonna do for you. Pull the trigger. Don't hesitate to shoot. Welcome to the Oxymoron Podcast. It's your boy Fahad. Today we got Maroon the Beauty. And we got a guest today. We got Greg Davis. He's one of the owner of Melanistic Magazine. The quality is what got me into this magazine the first time. Because I've seen a lot of magazines. And I'm like, wait. Like, I've seen... Let's not call names. I'm not going to call names. As good as possible. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. I think we're getting shot. <laughs> we're getting shot. They, 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 like, they know who they are. But in Edmonton, this is by far the number one magazine I've seen here. Quality, content, in terms of supporting our people, in terms of putting our people on the map. Like, it's just um, everybody we see, everybody that we know, people actually do work. And people we want to work with. So uh, we got Greg Davis here. Do you mind just talking to us about your business exactly? Why you got into the whole print industry and how your whole journey started? Uh, well, I've been in print for about 16 years now. I I kind of wow. fell I kind of fell into it. Okay. So I was um, in Japan teaching English and um, got a little bit bored of it because I mean, yeah. there's only so many times you can be like, "This is a pen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I wanted something that was a new challenge and, um, I got hired by a magazine over there called, uh, Outdoor Japan. Mm. Um, it was a, it's a bilingual magazine, um, all about adventure travel. And, um, that's where I kind of learned about what my passion was and what my skills were. Mm-hmm. And so working with Gardner, um, I was there for about five years Yeah, and then I moved back to Toronto in 2010. Okay. Um, and when I moved back, I immediately got a job with Outpost Magazine. Oh, okay. Um, which is another adventure travel magazine, but national yeah. and award-winning um, title. Wow, yeah. And um, at Outpost, um, Matt taught me kind of the business Aspect of it. my passion kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then back in 2015, mm. uh, where Edmonton recruited me to come from Toronto over here at Edmonton, and here in Edmonton, um, you know, Rob, um, he, you know, kind of showed me that community is also important. I was going to ask you as well, like, in terms of Melanistic Magazine, why did you center it around, like, if you don't mind me asking, why did you center it around black people? Melanistic started off as a a conversation with uh, my buddy Nigel Williams. Um, Nigel is the head of PR for the um, National Black Coalition of Canada. Mm. And he wanted to take their annual book that they do for Black History Month yes. and kind of just elevate it a bit. Mm, okay. um, and we kind of were rolling in similar circles, but we hadn't really met until maybe 2018 at the Bayesian uh, Independence Day. Yeah. And it was like, Greg, you're here. Nigel, you're here. You guys have to meet. <laughs> oh, wow. <I> get to- <laughs> and, and so like... Um, we connected that night, and then a, a couple of months later, we met up in um, the boardroom at, at Ware Edmonton, yeah. and he was explaining to me kind of his vision. And yeah. I was like, this is great. Yeah, this I is... can totally, mm. you know, I could totally be a part of this. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he had the vision, I had the knowledge of how to execute it. Okay. Um, and so then we um, brought on board Nilo, his business partner, yeah. and Bobby T as well. Yeah. Um, and the four of us kind of laid the groundwork as to how it would to, to getting melanistic off the ground. Mm. Um, 
the original plan was to actually it had a different name originally. Oh yeah. Originally it was called BE Magazine, The Black Experience. The Black Experience. Oh, that's what you, that's what you, that's yeah. Like, but unfortunately that name was taken. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're like we yeah. can't use it. Um and the the Black Coalition in Canada decided to go another direction with their their project. Mm. So we were like, well, this is a great idea. We have the groundwork, we have the knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. Huh. And so, you know, I res- I stepped down from Wear Magazine, took a chance on it, and um, we got the first issue out yeah. in January of last year. So if you don't mind me asking, because this is another thing where we kind of have the situation where, like, you step down from Wear Magazine to actually start your own thing. Yeah. What was that like? What um, that was, like? That was um, a bold move on my part. Takes, yeah, because I'm like... <laughs> yeah, it was a bold move, bold, bold move on my part. But I had, like, a, a few other business ventures... Okay. That I needed to, to work on and develop at the same okay. time. So, like, I also am the owner of the uh, Edmonton Adventure Travel Expo. Mm. And it's the only Adventure Travel Expo in Edmonton, the first one. The first, yeah. um, and so, you know, heading when I stepped down from Wear Magazine, yeah. I had the Travel Expo, I had Melanistic. Um, and so I was like, okay, I, I got something here I can work something with. COVID kind of took away the travel expo. The travel expo. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, but Melanistic is um, has actually just grown month by month. Month by month. By itself. Yeah. So if you were to give advice to somebody who may want to take that step in terms of like living something like in a way it's like comfort mm-hmm. to actually step on and actually do your own thing where like you go in like thinking like, I don't know how this is going to go. Would I be able to sell enough? Would I be able to factor in like my living expenses and all these kind of things to be able to follow my passion creative like basically creative passion as to what you want to do but also focus on the business aspect of it what would you like how would you tell them to handle that whole transition or when to take the transition yeah i mean you you take that transition after you've got some experience in whatever that field is yeah um because it's hard to to just jump in on your own if you don't understand the business side of that industry. Mm. Um, if you don't have connections, if you don't have experience in talking about it, if you don't really understand the lang- the lingo and the, yeah. the, the way people phrase things, yeah. um, then it becomes really, really challenging. And you have to know how to sell yourself yeah. and sell your product. Mm. Um, and so you need time to develop those skills. Not everybody's a natural salesperson. Yeah. Um, so you know people need time to to learn and understand how that works how to sell it because if you can't sell it you can't bring the revenue in yeah that's true to make it sustainable so how like when you talk about all these ventures that you have like how did you balance all of that so obviously there's anxiety that comes in with like Mm. having a business starting something new from scratch right yeah but you do have an understanding of it but how did you deal with that and also balancing your life away from that too, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> as a, 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 a business owner, entrepreneur really, um, work-life balance is, is not what you might think. It's different from when you're working for someone. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. Um, so like me and Nilo, we would joke all the time like, wow, today was a national holiday. People have those. <laughs> Today's a weekend. <laughs> yeah, people take days off. What are you talking are you? about? Uh. Right. So I mean, I'll I'll be working sometimes till nine, ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, not even. Not even bad night. I'd be like, oh, geez, 
It's nine o'clock. I guess I should probably. You know, because that happens with us too as well. Because we end up sitting up for editing like twenty-two hours editing. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and and so not everybody's actually ready for that kind of situation. You know, so like for me, I'm lucky that. Well, I guess lucky that I'm not married. So. If you know, I had a, a wife and kids. That'll be a whole different. That <laughs> whole different argument, conversation. It's like you can't be working till nine o'clock, ten o'clock every night, you and you need to have your weekends off, and you need to take a day off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Though I don't even know how. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna have that <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that's where it comes into you have the you need to have the right you know the right wife or the right girlfriend that understands that you know I don't necessarily always have time to meet up with you to do romantic dinner stuff. Yeah. You know, every night. They're like, no, there are times when, look, my phone's turned off and I have to put out <laughs> this sure, thing, because, right? Because without this, then I'm, I can't be, I can't function. So I yeah. can't really be the person you want me to be because without this, I can't. Yeah. Uh, no, I completely get that. And, and then once it's something that's you're passionate about doing, yeah. the stress level isn't as high. Because mm. you actually enjoy what you're, what you're doing. It's not. It's work, but it's not like I'm slaving away to like do something for somebody else's benefit. And yeah. I don't really like this industry yeah. or type of job. It feels like work, and it yeah. weighs you down. But if it's something that you know you have a, a passion about, yeah. then there's a certain fun element to it. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I agree. But also, I was going to ask you in, in your magazine, how do you select your people? Because I know that in terms of selecting the black excellence, the, the kind of people you select to, to showcase on your magazine, I see that you it's it's well thought out. Yeah. Like you don't just pick anybody. Yeah. Like, um, so we, um, and this is kind of where it gets confusing sometimes when I explain it to our concept to people. Yeah. Um, for years, we've been used to. Um, you know, magazines in the black community that only focus on, we'll just do 30 pages of profiles on people. Yeah. Right? We don't do that. Okay. Um, so this particular issue here, to my young black entrepreneurs, yes. is a very specific concept that only happens once a year. Okay. Mm. Right? Okay. Okay. Right? We focus on journalism. So we, we tell stories, we write columns, and that's how we, uh, we, okay. we tell, that's how we tell the story. So, like, to my young black entrepreneurs, what we did for this particular issue, we did a social media call out. And we said, hey, guys, give us some names of some people that you want us to look at to my young black entrepreneurs. Yes. And then uh, we got lots of different entries in. Yes. And we have our kind of criteria in terms of who we pick. Mm. And so we focus on, like, what's your impact Mm. Um, in the, the community and business at large. Yes. Um, what's your presentation like? Mm-hmm. You know, so like if you if you don't even have an Instagram page, well, image. yeah, we've, what can I do, right? Yeah, we've been bagging that on. <laughs> it's, it's right? Yeah, it's about image. So it's like, you know, I got, I got, I, I have a certain responsibility mm-hmm. for when I'm talking about these entrepreneurs to make sure that they are so legit that if someone sees it and like like Lulu, she's on the cover. Yeah. You know, someone sees Lulu, like, oh man, you know, I need to call a lawyer. Black female owned law firm? Oh, I'm in, man. Let me call Lulu, see what she's about. Of course, yeah. But I know that Lulu is like established and she's like on her way and she's got a certain profile and presentation and style. Yeah. That I know when someone goes to her, 
they're going to be happy. They're going to be satisfied. Mm. And they're not going to be like, we had a bad experience at this particular business. I heard about it in Melanistic. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, that's the absolute that's worst. That's, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. I want people to say, I, I went to this particular company or this particular service. I had the best experience. And you know what? I got that information from Melanistic. Mm. And then they'll tell their friends. Well, yeah. Where'd you hear about Lulu? Melanistic. Yeah. <laughs> Can we touch on the image again? Yeah. I feel like it's something that <laughs> something recently we had we had to deal with. Yeah. We're, emphasizing. We're emphasizing because I, I honestly I never knew the importance of image. Like I, I, I always put my present myself in a very, very presentable way. I like to do that. Mm-hmm. But I never really actively like really understood why it was so important. Mm-hmm. For a lot of young brothers like us, I'm like a lot of young black men, we have this whole Either we've been sold a particular image, mm-hmm. or it's very laissez-faire. Like there's no structure to it. Yeah. Like yeah, we, we've yeah. been sold this image to be, to be the gangster image. We yes. like that's always right. <laughs> the tough, that's the image. You know, we yeah, want to, boys from the hood kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. We want to dress a particular way, yeah. look a particular way, while I wear while I wear my hoodie. But it's your own brand. But it's my brand. Totally different. Look a particular but hmm. how is that affecting us like like how could that negatively impact you as a well i, I think the, the first thing is to remember mm. um who, who you're presenting the image to mm. right <clears throat> um and you always have to remember that most of the people that you're going to interact with yeah. have no idea about who you are what you're doing um what you're about and so you have to position yourself where it's not just my crew yeah. that's going to be happy with my image, but it's what? going to be that um, guy who's white, who's in his 50s, that takes a cruise to the Caribbean maybe once a year with his family. Yeah. <laughs> right? Would. Maybe, you know, watched a few documentaries on safari tours in Africa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right? Right? And that, that's who you and have to sell to, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, well, I got to sell to that guy, but I have to be my most authentic self. Um, but then at the same time, make sure that in being my most authentic self, they understand where I'm coming from. They learn something about where I'm coming yeah. from and are comfortable enough to engage with me in business. And so like a classic example would be uh, Kyrie West. Yeah. So when I joined the board in 2018, um, we didn't really have a good looking website at all. Mm. Um, and so I said, look, guys, the people I'm selling to have no idea about Carrier West. Yeah. Like, I'm not selling to the Caribbean community for sponsorships. <laughs> but yeah. but I, want, I want that guy to spend 25 grand <laughs> right? <laughs> over there. But, yeah. but he's only been on Princess Cruises. so we need to just repackage the way we do it and so Mm. um, now with KOS when we're talking about the image um, and you look at our website and our our media kits and everything it's a certain image people see it and they're like wow I get it Mm. I know exactly what you're about this is fantastic pictures look great grammar is great yeah. The ability is great. I can follow along and see what the story you're trying to tell. Yeah. And then they, you know, are open to the to. conversation. Oh. Um, with Melanistic is the same thing. Um, people hear black media and they're like, oh, man, black lives matter. <laughs> and, 
Trauma, yeah. Trauma. Well, well, no, so it's true, right? Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, you know, black. Oh man, how many? Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, no, black lives matter, yes, but melanistic is not about politics. Mm. Melanistics is about we we are very much a black lives matter rooted of thing. Yeah, of course, yeah. But we're telling positive stories about the black community. Mm. And we're focused on telling those positive stories to help you understand more about more our community. Yeah. We're, we're not just about jerk chicken and, and them kind of thing. Yeah. Like, there's more to us. We have you know, professionals. We have businessmen, engineers, nurses, lawyers, doctors. Yeah. And then also for younger people to see that, wow, look, there's a lady in Edmonton that's a lawyer that owns her firm. She doesn't... Yeah. She doesn't work for a firm. She's not a partner in the firm. She owns the firm. And so then that inspires younger people to see, wow, I can do the same thing. I don't have to just play basketball or football or get into hip hop. (laughs) Right? Thank you. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. And so so like the stories that we tell um, from that lens of Black Lives Matter is about the positive stories and the positive reinforcement mm-hmm. of Absolutely. what's happening in the black community. Absolutely. No, that's e. you should pull the fucking trigger. Pull the trigger. Ain't nobody gonna do for you. Pull the trigger. Don't hesitate to shoot.